This is how it's going to start. the tape also known as live the tap also known as the executive buffet also known as anything you want to call it hands on the branch uh the skitter spider the um the big bread that sops up the delicious soup that you got for free because somebody made it for you give gift give the gift of soup this season this season give the gift of soup find some good soup don't find it make it put a bone in there let it simmer let it get baked bubbly down till it's a thick stock get it so it's a thick nice stock and give the gift of a hot soup on a hot day to a good friend okay maybe not a friend maybe just an acquaintance because it's too much soup for you to finish it okay that's the name of this podcast it's called hot soup on a hot day for a good friend it's a gift okay it's also called some sort of like like a big a big bread What's better? What's better, a big bread or a hot, a delicious hot soup brought over like in a really, a really heavy ass fucking, real heavy ass bucket, a ceramic heavy bucket, a big, a big boy's heavy bucket, okay? Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy for you to do. Just do it. You can say whatever you want. You can be like a psychopath and write all kinds of stuff about clowns and maybe like inside jokes from the podcast. We love that, okay? When I say we, I mean me. But I also want to say we, I mean you, because you, who isn't the person who wrote it, likes to read when someone's like, hey, uh, when we double dunked the butter bag, it was a cool, fun, funky spot when we were slipping down to the lakeside and Jeremy took the mud packets and made it into his own, spa- his own space, okay? You can comment that as you, as you rate, review, and subscribe the podcast. What else? I've got a bunch of live shows coming up. you got to go to them. The Elysian Theater in Los Angeles on July 20th. That's my solo show. Minnesota Reggae Colostomy Bag. Come check that out. That's July 20th at the Elysian. Very special, amazing show. Then I'll be in Seattle at the Crocodile. Really cool venue in Seattle, Washington on uh, 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 July 23rd. That's a Saturday. Then I'll be in Portland, Oregon. Good old Portland, Oregon on July 24th at Helium Comedy. One of the one of the best places you can be to do comedy helium in portland oregon okay 
So you can also check me out. I'll be back in Los Angeles at the Dynasty Typewriter doing my solo show once again, August 10th. That's the Dynasty Type. That's at the Dynasty Typewriter, August 10th. Okay. I got a bunch more shows coming up, but also in the fall, I'm gonna be in New York City. That's it. That's good old, good old times. New York City at the Bell House on the 27th of September, okay? Some other shows in there with my boy Duncan Trussell, and I'll tell you about those. I'm going to be at um, Miami Improv, 19th and 20th with Duncan. I'll be at the uh, Cobbs in San Francisco on the 23rd and 24th of September with Duncan. And I'm not sure what else, but those are the ones for right now, for sure, okay? So come check it out. Come hang, come party, come to those shows. What else is there? We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live tape. It's patreon.com slash live tape. Go check that out. You get all the stuff you want. If you sign up, you get all the retroactive stuff. I'm going to be posting a lot more stuff there. Um, you'll see. <laughs> oh, you'll see. Okay. What else is there? Is there something else I should be reminding people about? I don't think there is. You tell me. You tell me, live to tape podcast at gmail.com. You tell me, okay? There's something I do want to talk about real quick. I'm going to cut this music real, real fast. Okay, so this little audio clip I'm about to play is from an episode of Cops. It's an excerpt from an episode of Cops from like the mid-early 90s. And it got served to me on YouTube just randomly. You know, algorithm did its job. It is one of the funniest things I have seen that I can remember seeing as far as like a character. I, I, I showed some to some friends and I said, what I said was, this is where I would go to live in like the holodeck on Star Star Trek. This is like basically the perfect summation of what my taste is. It's everything all wrapped in one. It's like the most perfect thing. It's so incredibly funny. I'm just gonna play a clip, okay? Cause I want you to watch the, just Google it. Look up uh, episode, 13, no, sorry, episode two, season 13, Cops, 90s, Snake Guy, Voodoo Curse, something like that. If you Google any of that stuff, Cops episode, super funny, 90s, Voodoo Curse, this will come up and you can watch it. I'm just going to play a clip of it. It doesn't spoil it or anything because some of the visual gags in this are just, I've watched it probably 10 times now. And every time, every time I laugh out loud, it is like, ugh. Let me just play it for you, and then I'll talk about it, okay? You don't have no snakes or nothing, do you? Man, I got snakes no, from one end of this house to the other. No, I'm serious. I don't like snakes. I will protect you. No, you tell me where the snakes are, because I don't the like snakes. The snakes are in here. I want you to get a look at them. Hey, yeah, you're right. I'll stand right here. No, now, wait a minute. You don't understand how many there are. Dude. You see all them snakes right there? Yeah. You see them snakes right there? Yeah. They're my babies. Okay. I care more about them snakes than I do a human life. Just like that, man. Okay. Them snakes mean more to me than any human being ever born. Man, what is this? This is a, a Mariani. There it is, right there. Is okay. that it? I don't know what you're looking the at. The one at 209, right there. Well, right there, it? you know what that is? That is a wine opener. Oh, okay. okay. You know? Uh, you know, this, I don't know, you tell me what that is. That's a skeleton okay. where you use it for a candle holder, right? That's all that is. Yeah. But right. see, this is the thing that she wigs out about, man. Okay. I, uh, I, I really don't know what this means. I don't know what it amounts to. I, I believe in God and I don't pray to Satan, but, uh, I feel the need 
to build these altars. You know, I usually hang feathers from there. Hey, is there any more snakes back here? Is there any more snakes back here? I swear to God, I won't let nothing happen to you. Uh. Is it? Wait, whoa, 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 wait. Is the snake in there? I hope. You gotta watch this, man. You gotta watch the whole thing. It's the best. The context is is the cops going to check on him because um, he's the victim here. So that's why everything's chill because this guy is like got victimized by his his girlfriend or this this lady. But man, it's just so funny. It makes me so happy to see this kind of thing. It reminds me of like what is the greatest characterization? Like you watch a character and they're so unaware of who they are. There's so much purity. There's so much in the moment. I think that's what it is. He's so in the moment. He, he's drunk, which, love it or hate it, being drunk or a high or something like that, usually drunk, it really does kind of put you in the moment. You know what I mean? It does have, does have that weird effect of putting you in the moment and taking you out of your um yourself where you're thinking about, like you're considering, you're like worried about stuff. But this guy, man, he just takes the cake. It really also, if you watch other Cops episodes from this era, this really stands out too because some of his other episodes, like in this this chain of episodes, which takes place in Jacksonville, Florida, it's depressing, man. It's rough. Oof. It's hard to watch some of that stuff. It's nuts. It's freaking nuts. It was a simpler time back then, wasn't it? Okay, everybody, let's get back into the show here, all right? Let's get back into it. Got a great episode for you here today. It's a super, super great, awesome, super cool, funky, ripping, fun, cool episode for you today. Joining me is one of my favorite guests to have on. He's been on here many times. We always love him. He's never, he's never not got something great to share and say. The wonderful, the genius, the mind-bendingly, hilariously, just the greatest guy. Just, just the greatest guy I know. Here he is. Shane. Shane Moss. Shane. Shane Moss. Moss here on live to take the executive buffet. Daddy's big red truck. He's sliding in like a baseball player when he's gonna take out the umpire, and it's okay because the umpire shouldn't have been that close to the home base. Okay, it's how it works, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, that's I. There's there's something about baseball umps where I have a particular fondness for the videos where they like get hit in the balls by a pitch and they like or or someone just wings one real bad and it hits like a ump mm-hmm. instead of where it was supposed to go and I don't know why I like that that's awful usually I like things where people did it to themselves. They jumped right. off the roof onto the picnic table. You knew that where this was going. I get to laugh at you hurting yourself because you tried to do that. I don't normally like someone else just being hit by something, but there's something about uh, umps that I I don't know. 
I've been watching a lot of these videos of this, uh, this I think it's called GNC Beaming, or it's some type of a, uh, a program that does, animates cars driving, and it's uh -oh. super high-res um, computer graphics, and they show like cars like going off huge jumps or hitting speed bumps, and it's a very realistic portrayal of them either crashing or falling apart. Something about it, I love watching it, and it's so funny, but for some yeah. reason, Certain people, it also they also hate it, and some people love it. Yeah, there's usually kind of splits on the uh, the line between like, you know, usually it's men who like the crashes, and we're like, this is terrible. I don't want to watch this, this dumb crap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They care more. They're empathetic and things. Um, I think it's also I, that there's more that just it's straight up boring in a way that's yeah, uh, yeah. it's boring, super boring to some people. Yeah, I like I because. I, I like when when there's a, a roundabout that's put into an area where it's oh, there's yeah. never been one before. We're from the same area. They just put a round a, a roundabout in really? or rotary or whatever people refer to them are wherever you're listening, and they put one in 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 La Crosse, Wisconsin. I'm in Raleigh at the moment, but I was there when they put one in in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and and man, people just completely lost their minds. They can't they, get it. They need to put people there for the first few months, mm -hmm. you know, to like give a guide them through and stuff and help them out and everything because it's you, you just impose like the city planner goes, oh, well, this was like worked in Europe. And if you plug it into a computer model, mm -hmm. you know, it works perfectly. It just speeds everything along. And then just forget the engineers forget about all of the human factors sometimes. Yeah. And so my favorite videos are, it's usually in like Russia where someone, but this happened in, in the cross too, where sometimes people will just like, it used to be just a regular highway that kept going like 55 miles. They go straight. Hour. They just go straight and dukes a hazard over the thing. <laughs> and it's horrifying. And yeah, I, I don't know how, anyway, it, those, those, are, those are all those, those videos where I don't know if I should laugh at or not. Yeah, they usually put like a big ass something in the middle, like a big piece of art. Yeah. So not like a just huge stone because then you just crash and die, but like a big something you see, yeah, so you don't yeah. just oh, so this this is not the road, is it? This is like a a thing. This is a giant man's head on its side or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you sometimes that low they bridge? have like mul multiple lanes too, and that's a whole like that confuses me. When you I gotta go figure slower. out like why is there a fast lane in, the, yeah. in this thing? It's a there's a fast lane in the intersection. Okay. Well, so uh, this all goes back to that scene in Christmas and European Vacation, right? Remember they're they're on that big circle. I don't remember that. Uh, I haven't seen that movie thing. since I was tiny. They're stuck. They can't get out of it because uh, Clark can't figure out how to get over, and it's the all it's a big traffic circle, and he can't just he can't figure it out. It's <laughs> stuck. Uh, what were you going to say before my roundabout thing? You just had a thought. No, It doesn't man. matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I was going to ask you? you, you're in Raleigh. You're in Raleigh right now because you're, you're setting up your uh, big event, right? Yeah, I have a Mind Under Matter Campout Festival that Damn. I'm putting together. And I saw it, that. I'm like, this is a real, this is, like, I don't know, I could never, just thinking about that. The idea that you're putting on an event? Oh my God! It's it's a lot. I mean, I've produced a lot of just regular shows and things, and I've well, done a lot of like You've also done like, like retreats things. and things too, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and and so yeah, all that happened was we 
Ramin Nazer, this mm-hmm. fantastic artist, very popular on Instagram. Um, and we started a podcast, Mind Under Matter, uh, last year in April. And um, it's just become like my biggest passion. I love it. We combine art and comedy and science and philosophy. And, mm-hmm. and we kind of have like the, I'm, I interview scientists for my podcast. Uh, he ha- here we are. He has a podcast, Rainbow Brain Skull, where he interviews like artists and mystics and stuff. So we have like a yin and yang. But I also like think about evolution a lot. And he thinks about futurist stuff. Right. I love like nature and wildlife. And he loves like technology and things. So we just have like a really nice balance and uh and i've loved it we make a new art piece each week and have all these great highlights and stuff on instagram it's i'm obsessed with the show put a ton of work into it and then in february we did this show and it's crazy because if you see the art piece we we joked around about making an international mind under matter day mm-hmm. and we were talking about how many because for me it's a popular instagram artist i've done you know psychedelic tours and I, we both have a lot of great artists in our community that right. post their stuff on discord and whatnot we were talking about how great it would be to get a bunch of our artists together for a festival and like meet one another and show off their stuff and and everything and then we got uh and i was talking about various festivals like that that i've been to like small like camp out ones and stuff and then then we got talking about how much we like yurts and then one <laughs> of our <laughs> which I love yurts. I've still never been in a yurt. You know that? Oh, there. I I feel like I could live in a yurt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think, it's just well, one room. It is designed for living in, so I yeah. bet you could. Yeah. <laughs> you could live in one. You can. Yeah. They're what like twenty thousand bucks. And then uh, what happened was, one of our biggest listeners, like someone that's been a Patreon supporter since month one, reached mm-hmm. out and was like, "Hey guys, um, I have a yurt retreat." And I've just starting to. I just started doing festivals uh, a year ago at like the, yeah. the like smaller festivals at the size that you're talking about. And so at first we we're like, well, I don't know what this is. Maybe it'll be like a a hundred people, two hundred people, something like that. It'll just be a fun event for fans to come to. And then I went to a couple of their smaller festivals in in May. And because, you know, when you I always just assume someone's overselling everything. That's just like always all the time. Yes. So the guys I'm like, how many people can fit in like the camping and stuff? And and well, because because there's just a big camping field. Right. And he's like, oh, like 500. I'm like, well, before I just put that out there, I want to see it with my own eyes. And then leading up to it, he's like. Or, or no, he said a thousand people. And yeah. I'm like, well, I, I want to make sure. And then I got there and I realized that was just one field. Like right. there's a mile and a half of fields before getting to the camping field. And then I got there at his festivals that were like 300, 500. And I was like, this guy is really underselling himself because wow. this is amazing. And this is like not enough people to fill it out to do the variety of things that I'd want to do. And not only does this guy own the property, what he does for a living is called the Life is Art Studios. He does uh, concert equipment, rental, and lighting for like big, like he tours with like two chains and stuff like that and does all the stage lighting and stuff so the place also has like unreal 
like lighting and audio up. and stuff then it, it it shouldn't have as good a stuff as it has mm -hmm. so so yeah so then i was like well now i guess i need to move to raleigh immediately to start putting this together so this you is moved much yeah so i moved oh my god that's so cool i went back How to wisconsin grabbed the rest of my stuff and then drove right back because i was like oh this is this is going to be a lot of work it's just like way bigger of an opportunity than i realized how long have you lived and there now uh almost a month now so you're kind yeah. of like living you are most people who can kind of just live anywhere yeah you have the ability to kind of be uh what do they call it? air mobile <laughs> you know like the yeah. cavalry or something like that you just very kinda... nomadic yeah 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 that's I've cool man i've always liked being that way but this is my very first time ever living mm -hmm. by myself Really? In my in my entire life, I've I've wow. always had roommates, and I've always had like girlfriends that I lived with. Or whatever. you know what I I think pretty much always have, I've never lived alone either. Never lived alone alone. I've lived alone um, a sense for a period of time, like when I've been like on location. I've been like in a hotel room for three months. That's the most alone I've ever lived in my life. Is like a hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's I, crazy. I, yeah. Well, that's that's why I thought. I thought, well, this won't be any different because I spend so much time by myself generally. Yeah, on the when road, I, yeah. When I was touring, it's like mm -hmm. 2019, I put all of my stuff in storage and lived on the road. I was in three cities a week for a year living out uh, of Airbnbs. Yeah. And so I was like, alone, that sounds great. And then I got here and the first two days were like, oh, I have to like, be totally responsible for myself but without <laughs> having like someone else to be responsible yeah. for not having to like clean up so a roommate or your girlfriend or something like that doesn't get mad at you kind of goes both to, ways i guess it does it feel like it equals out a, a little bit i mean i feel like i'm so far a little more responsible i don't know i've i've dropped some bad habits and then i picked some old ones back up um like which I'm ones you drop which ones you pick up i haven't watched tv the entire time that i've been here wow one month has gone by i haven't watched tv and tv it's i don't think like tv is the devil or anything like that i i don't even think i just i go in streaks where i'm watching too much of it but i had mm -hmm. this one fucking board game i'm a big board gamer and there's this game online called teach you um well you know euchre from the midwest right yeah i've heard so, of that. yeah euchre God, i haven't heard that in forever or like spades or clubs or whatever yeah. a part a partner-based trick-taking game there's this japanese uh version that's far better and more complex called teach you and for almost two years now i have been like unhealthily addicted to this game i'm like an exceptional i'm like one of the top ranked player i, I don't care about that i just happen to be because i can't stop playing how long is and a game it's like 45 minutes to an hour and you play I by yourself play, it's like solitaire you, know, you play other people online oh you do okay and I, I can't, it was like ruining my life. It was, really? yeah, yeah. It was when like, when it, was it ruining it? When did it stop ruining it? It was just, it was just like, I was often playing like six games a day 
And okay, like, so it's like I'm about just almost not, five hours a day or something? Yeah, I'm like not getting enough stuff done because I'm playing yeah. this. And the thing is, is the game's not that fun. Like I won't I won't play video. Like I will never get a game console because I know I just have an addictive personality. Right. And so, and I know how fantastic games are. It's like, not that I don't like, it's like, no, I like games way too much to own one of those fucking mm-hmm. things. And so... I, d- I didn't see it coming because it's like not that great of a What's it called? Game. Teach you? Teach you. Yeah, yeah. God, I got to look this up. Teach you. How's it spelled? T-I-C-H-U. T-I-C-H-U. And I finally, I've tried quitting the game so many times, but there's there's something with, um, I've been trying to arrange, you know, there, there's this idea um, about uh, oh, what, what, like um, environmental engineering for like right. wellness, like, you know, like you you don't like you don't need to never have a candy bar again. It's just like instead of having a jar of candy bars at the front door that you see every time coming in and out, you put it like above the refrigerator, so it's just like a little more of a pain in the ass. Yeah, to do it. And I feel like things are so hard with computers now. Oh, you can't hide. You know what I want to do so badly that I can't do? Sometimes I really want to block my ability to access Twitter. Yeah, I don't want to be able to look at it because I I go to it reflexively. I type it in. I type in TW, and next thing you know, it spawns. And I go there because I'm just like, I'm working on something, but I'm taking like a micro break. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm hitting a little, like a little bit of a wall, like the smallest wall. I think, okay. My my instinct is to check something, to check like a yeah. like a thing that's a a, a a spring of something that's changing, something that's like like the news basically. I check that. Yeah. It's my instinct, and I do it, and I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? I don't care about this at all. I'm only yeah. seeing stuff that's distracting me, making either make or making me sad or angry, or something yeah. that's distracting me from my problem that I'm stopping doing. So I'm stopping. I'm having a problem with something. I'm stopping focusing on that to look at something that's going to make it even worse to finish the problem. And I wish I could I wish I could stop myself, but you can't unless you buy a program that you pay a fee for, like a like a monthly fee for, to, you can't keep yourself from accessing those sites. I don't have Twitter on my phone cuz I have a bad enough time I just deleted it. I deleted it when the when the Supreme Court thing happened cuz I'm like I just can't. This is yeah. like too much information right now, and it's just a fucking echo chamber. So yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I took a I took a few month Twitter break recently, and now I'm back on uh, a little bit, getting fired up about things. So uh, I can't. But, I decided the, I can't the, get fired up. I will up say this: I can't is, get fired. Is, is that Twitter is my outlet for all of my fired upness, like. I, it does, it, it's not like it, but it, like I have something in me that needs to fucking scream and shout and like lecture yeah. people and shit sometimes. And I don't, I don't do that in any other aspect of my life. And right. so Twitter's my, and I just don't care about Twitter. I don't think that I'm like, I've never gone on Twitter and been like, I wonder if I'll pick up a few new followers today. And yeah. This will help my career. So it's just this, like, it's meaningless to me. I don't care. I don't care if people follow me or unfollow me or whatever. I don't, 
I don't care at all. Whereas like Instagram, I'm like, oh, well, I hope I get some more likes for this because I actually like the stuff that I put yeah. on there and I'm proud of it. And I like Instagram. And I'm not on TikTok. We were supposed to have a phone call for you to break down oh TikTok. Oh my God, that's me. right. I forgot about that. It's okay. I, I forget I've about so many busy. things. Sometimes something, if I don't do something, within like about 24 hours of being asked about it, it just gets replaced by like a, like a piece of toilet paper or something yeah, like yeah. that. I just... Yeah, I totally. I, I mean, also, I'm not really the person to ask about it. I, I, uh, I know a little bit about it. But I really don't know that much about it. I have trouble with TikTok. Too. I'll delete the app a lot because I find it to be so interesting. To be just you so were telling me this when we were in Vegas. You were you were saying such good things about TikTok. It's the greatest. I thought I thought you were joking. I was no. like Johnny's fucking with me right now. No, it's absolutely. And, the, it is the it is the epitome. Of social media, it is everything that Twitter and Instagram is combined times ten. It's they figured it out. It's all the youngest. It's it's the most progressive. It's the most uh, mod. It's changing constantly. I mean, sure, maybe it contributes to probably some sort of surveillance for sure. Uh, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, obviously. Right. But it's definitely something that is the most progressive. It's the most like. Uh, I don't know. It's something about it. And also, it's the most custom tailored to what you're interested in. I watch stuff on there where I just cannot stop looking at it because everything, every video I see, is I'm so interested in. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. That's so crazy. Yeah. At least it's interesting things that you're yeah. filling it with, though. I mean, that I guess that's part of the. Th I mean. The, the one thing is it's all so short. I do have a harder and harder time getting myself to like sit down and read a yeah, book. Yeah, but actually it is longer. TikTok has uh, increased video length to 10 minutes now. Ah. So a lot of times you will see a pretty long video. And I know for sure that there's some reason their algorithm is doing a thing where they serve you a quickie and they serve you another quickie and they serve you like a, a one minute and they serve you a couple quickies and they serve you a three minute about like Roman architecture and they serve you a bunch more quickies and stuff and they know uh, intermittent they rewards they definitely know oh, it is a hundred percent that it's yeah. the kind of thing where I love it but I hate it because I, I feel like okay I have to delete this for a couple days and make myself read half an hour before bed because it's definitely it's definitely a pro uh, I mean I don't know this but there's been some studies that show all this stuff is it's causing people's brains to behave differently and I, for me personally I don't like the way my brain brain behaves after getting a lot of this type of information like too much information too much novelty too fast too easy it's also the thing the thing with that kind of stuff I, I guess I can be such a snob because as a uh, you know I talk with a lot of scientists and I've gotten used to being bored you know like I've gotten yeah. used to reading through papers and just I've I've gotten used to just because I used to be such an adrenaline junkie and everything else and it was just something my relationship with boredom was something that I had to like really put effort into yeah and I realized that just the depth of the ideas if you can just allow yourself to be patient and be like well this will take longer to get through but you'll have like if you read a book for instance yeah but you'll have these insights that will stay with you for life that and some of them are like really compelling and interesting to talk about whereas a lot of the stuff 
when I see science communication doing well on like Instagram and then shorter forms, it seems like it's a lot of like fun facts. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, did you did you know possums have two vaginas? Boom. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that actually doesn't help you in life to know that but to understand why possums might have two vaginas and like how different uh, mating behaviors were shaped over time and and things like that you know is something that can help you think about existence itself and and how we got to be here and yeah. how evolution works and understand yourself better and i don't feel like you get that out of just a short little fun which i also i also love fun facts but yeah you don't get it. But the other thing that's happening, too, is some of these videos you see, uh, they've, people are so media savvy now that they, they can look at something, and you don't have to see the whole thing to understand it. You just see a piece of it, and you can tell by everything they're showing you where it is, who's speaking, what the pretext is. All these things make sense right away because people were such savvy media viewers that we notice stuff like crazy we notice everything and kids now now when i say kids i mean like younger much younger people than us who are making a lot of videos they don't bother with like explanation or trying to make it look really special or good they just shoot it and they know they it's implied that the viewer understands what they're talking about because because they do yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's the kind of thing where you were thinking about in comedy i don't like that in comedy where you ever have a, a new joke and you're like, I don't know if this is funny. It's really funny to me, but I don't know if people will get it. But then you think about it like, well, of course they're going to get it because I get it. Yeah. So people are like, people, everyone watching for the most part is just like you. So they're going to understand things the same way with just a little explanation. And that's the way a lot of these TikTok videos are is they are, there's almost no explanation at all, but you know right away just because of the certain just everything like the color of someone's shirt like how uh what what they look like how, how it sounds the call the quality of video all these things inform you instantly about the setting all these th without saying anything and so you know it's almost like they've conditioned people to understand a lot of pretext for a video so they can cut right to the meat of it yeah and it's so cool to think about that because we have become so so media savvy well, there's also there's also something like, uh, so we we put for the size of Mind Under Matter, it's still mm -hmm. it's still new. You know, we we're still hoping to grow our audience. We we love like everyone's super enthusiastic that's found it, but we put tons of effort in. We have like the best podcast editor in the business. Right. And he like adds all this amazing stuff. Plus, for means artwork and everything, just like looks beautiful. And it's almost like that doesn't always help you, you know, because because everyone can do that or you just watch TV and you see that anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, I mean, I love it and it's what I want to do. So whatever. And it's my style. But but there is it, it's funny, the evolution of things where, you know, when like imagine um, you know, you're a hunter gatherer and you, and you get good at like carving bowls or whatever. Right. And then, and then you pass this knowledge on and you learned it from your father who learned it from his grandmother who learned it in, and then you could just get better and better. And you're like the most amazing wood bowl maker 
around and this just goes on for eons and then the industrial revolution comes around and now you just have molds and you pour like metal in a thing and it's just in the whole time you're just trying to make it as smooth as possible mm -hmm. the perfect circle and now you can just press this in a thing and it's perfect and it's smooth and exactly like what a bowl should be and sell it for 10 cents and now once everyone can do that now there's a demand for this like artists and you you want to see the like nicks in the bowl you want to yeah. see the evidence that it was hand carved mm -hmm. and it feels like that with some internet that, where it's like 100 percent it's like someone's in front of a green screen and they aren't trying to hide the fact that they're in front of a green absolutely screen. it's the whole point of it is that it looks ridiculous and they're playing with that and and, or it yeah. just looks, it feels authentic. Because yeah. when you have something that feels like someone isn't making a slick production, it feels like they're not lying to you. What they're doing is either in the moment, it's improvised, and it's, uh, and it's, authentic, it's authentic. Yeah. A lot of it isn't, but it feels like that because that all these things are telling you it is. And so that, that's, that's what I'm talking about is the same sort of thing. That's, that's also a huge component to it is this authenticity. But it's not, even, it's not even called that. It's just sort of um, it's kind of like the baseline for it is that, yeah, which is the right. opposite of Instagram. Because Instagram is like sleek. It's clean. It's like a wealth. It's opulent. It's status. Whereas TikTok is, well, it's some of that. But for the most part, it's not. It's not that at right. all, which hmm. I think is better for a lot of reasons. I gotta get out. Uh, someone sent me some links of people doing like, um, uh, dances, you know, lip, lip syncing my That's just bits. a tiny piece of it. Lip syncing your bits. And I was like, oh shit. This has more likes than all of my Instagram videos combined. Yeah. This thing of someone poorly lip syncing is just some lady in the kitchen lip syncing one of my bits and ass. You guys send that to me. I want to see this. I, I'll find it later. I will. I'm like, I can't believe this. How have I, like, I'm trying so hard on this. Like, I, I can't take it like that. And I, I know that, but like, you know, I, I really believe in uh, the, what we're doing and we, mm -hmm. we dump so much like time and money and effort and everything else and then someone just like lip syncs one of my old bits into a phone and it takes off more i love that man i want to see that i gotta see that so <laughs> I will. that but that's some. that's such so telling that's such a telling story is the effort is effort is just so effort's ridiculous effort's dumb <laughs> I, to me it is i yeah. feel like not not all effort but in general it seems like so many things that we try super hard for end up being uh, betraying the nature of the thing. They don't yeah. represent the, the nature of what it is that's happening. I mean, I, I still think that a lot of, a, a lot of what, um, what beauty, well, there, there's a lot of different ideas about kind of the evolution of beauty. Some, some of them have to do with, you know, your, of course, like a lake with some trees around are beautiful. Your ancestors would have would have benefited from being around fresh water and there being enough space where there's like trees to hide behind, but still some stuff would be out in the open, so easier for hunting. But or maybe it, there's like also, also something from the trees. Hiding. Trees are also, a product. Yeah, fruit and everything else, and you can burn wood and every. It, 
but then there's a lot of in terms of art usually there is something going on with you know an advertisement of skills something that's hard to do something that stands out and it usually is advertising some sort of great cost whether you whether like wow this person this person has practiced um like spinning poi or hula hoop or something like that more than most any person on the earth and that's obvious just from watching them yeah and so i i think i think that there is still like a there's an effortlessness that is being advertised still in some of that mm-hmm. some of that stuff so it's not necessarily that it's amateur or someone's like not trying it's just like oh it's easy for me to come up with a bunch of things and like slap this together and there's there's something about that that's still kind of like advertising skill and a talent yeah it's also that i think it's the thing of living in something as opposed to making it uh being a professional people love it when someone lives in it and is not or, or i guess it's kind of, can be the same thing I suppose I, I think of like videos of roofers. Like you know, I watch a lot of videos of roofers mm-hmm. who are just going fucking nuts with the nail gun up yeah. there, just like they're cutting it, like eyeballing it, measuring it super fast, and everything fits, and they put it up like fast as shit, right? That's because they've done it thousands of times, so they're super proficient at it. So what you're seeing them do, it's not necessarily them practicing. They haven't practiced this. They just do it so much that it, yeah. it's like a thing. I was talking to some woman after a show the other day. She was uh, she listened to one of this this podcast that Duncan and I did. That was improvised podcast, and she was asking. She was like, "I mean to ask you, was that improvised?" I'm like, "Was that all improvised? You guys have write anything down?" Like, we no, we have nothing written down at all. She's like, "How was that possible? Like, that's that's insane to me. How's that? You, you have to written something down." And it's I'm not. I mean. It's a really great podcast. It's really funny. But at the same yeah. time, all the stuff both of us said is stuff we've I stuff I walk around saying to myself all the time. So really it's right. not improvised. It's just me taking it to a different context. Right, because I do right. it all I do it all the time. It's like I'm always doing that. So it's kinda of, I, th- I always think about it like that, where it's something where you some of these videos that I think people like a lot, you're just seeing the person recording the thing that they already do all the time anyway so they are so good at it it seems like they are like a professional and really it's just they just if you did that all the time you would be as good yeah if you yeah cut that's up a just coconut, the character they walk around with when they're talking with like you know when they're making their girlfriend or like they're, they're yeah you know, exactly exactly yeah. laugh or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's that that's that's hard too because that then it Sometimes it's hard for people to like appreciate what go- because the other thing will happen too, where as a stand-up, people will be like, "Did you just make all that up off the top of your head?" Like, yeah. no, like, no, I just I worked very hard on those jokes to put together the perfect structure and blah blah blah. But yeah, it's there's there's this um uh in in the book thinking fast and slow you've no, probably, I, I don't know that oh, what really? is it um it's a really good daniel kahneman who's still alive and then uh his partner uh his research partner i forget his name um it, it's just the the gist of it is um it, is that we have uh two kind of 
decision-making aspects of our brain. One is like, one is very fast and just efficient and like you just need to make snap judgments a yeah, lot yeah, in yeah. life. And then the other one is just like the, the system two brain comes on when you need to think a lot more and, and, uh, and, and think through a decision. And um, so that's kind of the gist of that's that's where you get the title thinking fast and slow. And then it, it goes into a lot of these. They just these guys actually they won um, Nobel Prizes in economics and they weren't economists. It was like the first time that ha because they just started wow. questioning economics. They were like, well, but if the economists say this mm -hmm. if the economists say like well you shouldn't waste a bunch of money on a fancy car or like uh, you know going out to eat or whatever that doesn't make economic sense and so you just tell people what makes economic sense people are smart they'll adapt to that and then you'll and then you'll just have a bunch of robotic people making robotic economic decisions and they're like I don't think it works like that. And yeah. they just started exploring kind of, they invented sort of the field of behavioral economics, which is what is actually driving a lot of our decisions and came up with a lot of the early cognitive biases of, of like a lot of times you think the reason why you're buying a car is because you put all this thought into it. But when you're making a decision like that, sometimes it's so complex that you just get in and like the air freshener smells good and something in your subconscious is like, yeah, sure, this is the one. And you bought a car because of the air freshener and you have no idea. And they they do these in like all sorts of testable ways. But this one sounds of the, cool as hell. Yeah. Like there's, there's like, um, what are some really good examples? There's... Uh, like my mile per gallon stuff, they advocate for changing the mile per gallon because uh, because when you when you break down, they advocate for miles per thousand or five thousand or gallons per thousand miles. Right. Because when you ask people what's more fuel efficient, having a, a, a you're you're going to get um either a truck that goes 12 miles per gallon or 14 miles per gallon you're going to get a truck and a car mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the and one of them you have to get the high mileage and one of them you have to get the low mileage and what what's saving you more gas the truck that is 12 miles rather than 14 or the car that's like 35 or 50 rather than 35 and people are like, well, that's 15 miles a gallon more. Like, well, actually, when you look at it, because the truck is burning that many more miles a gallon to mm -hmm. get a thousand miles, it the it blows it out of the water, just saving a couple miles on those low mileage vehicles. So oh. they should change the sticker in the car, and they actually do have it like in small really? print. Yeah, yeah. So there's just like a lot of counterintuitive things like that. Interesting. And so, but the reason I brought it up was it was making things look easy. There's a really good example in it that has always stuck with me, which is about a locksmith. And uh, it's, this is just like an anecdote, but something that's then been tested, which is they, uh, it, this, this locksmith, he said when he started being a locksmith, he would uh you know he sucked at it he would take forever he would sometimes break people's locks <laughs> and have to replace them and you know it was just like a nightmare learning this trade and he would get tipped really really well and it would take him like two hours to 
and then uh, because they're like, oh my gosh, this guy's working. So I feel bad oh. for how hard this guy is working to fix my door. And then skip to 20 years later and he can open up your door, any door in the world in two seconds. And people are like, I just paid $80 for that. And yeah. they, it never gets a tip anymore. And because people don't realize what you're paying for is not that yeah. action you're paying for the 20 years of mistakes and trial and error and learning and expertise that there's a famous story i think it's picasso maybe he's drawing at a cafe right right drawing right. on a napkin exactly and he, some woman um asked him for that uh if she can buy it from him if she could have because he th about to throw it he throws it away she asks if she can have it and he says um it'll be uh it'll be fifty thousand dollars and he, she goes but that just took you two minutes to draw. And he goes, it took me 30 years to draw that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's fun about working with Ramin because that dude is just incredible because he puts out he puts out a piece every single day. I don't know how he does much. it. I see his stuff. I'm like, what the f you just you got like a backlog <laughs> of this. What's going on? Are you like going to in a separate time space continuum that allows you to work on this? Like, I don't get it. It's we have very, a very interesting to me. We have a Patreon mm -hmm. that we put other Ramin art on that he doesn't post anywhere. God. So that's stuff that you see. And that's like not even saying the stuff that he just crumples up and throws in, in, in the garbage. Yeah. Like he's. And it's weird because he'll just go like days with. A, I, I don't know exactly what his work process is or whatever, but seemingly he'll like go a while without being able to like do the thing that like needs to be done and then like at the last uh a minute blast at, it at the, out at the midnight hour he just goes and then it's just, that's my that's my kind like of guy needs, right there that's my guy yeah he needs that pressure He's still i don't fuck with it is he here right now in LA still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's incredible. He's the funniest dude, man. Love him. Yeah. He's like he's like the he's I'm I'm like the setup guy on the show. He's he's the he's the punchline. <laughs> he's the knock him down. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's for cool sure. as hell. Yeah, it's great. We're gonna have so so what's awesome about the camp out is I and I don't need to dwell on the camp out the whole time. I'm just happy to talk with you. But what's fucking cool about it is uh is that we're building Ramin's characters, like life-size cutouts. Oh, that's cool as hell. We're changing the whole festival into, <sighs> we're bringing Mind Under Matter to life like wow. in a physical thing. And we have, we have so much shit that we aren't even telling people until they... <laughs> Uh, arrive and like all these like weird i'll give you an example of like a fun little joke from the show so one day on the show i asked her mean how many hot dogs he thinks the average american eats in a year mm -hmm. do you want to take a guess first you'll yeah. guess better than okay Ramita. i eat a pretty good amount of hot dogs i like hot dogs a lot my wife likes me even more i would say the average amount of hot dogs one one person eats a year one person one year God, I'm going to say um, 115. Okay. It's like 57. Ramin guessed 900. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the hardest that I've 
laugh. 900 yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> it was like three a day. Uh, 900. <laughs> well, some maybe people he, maybe don't that's what eat he's hot doing. dogs, which would mean some people are eating 1,800 Just packs. Eating packs like this. You take a bite like, you know, you eat it like it's a, like a Klondike bar, except it's hot dogs. Yeah. And so it just became the silly, like running joke on the show here and there so we're getting like a hot dog stand and where where they would normally have the poster with their business info and right. stuff putting ramin's art on it it's going to be the 900 hot dog 900 stand hot with like dogs. a little guy on a pile of hot dogs that's cool a little counter they're only allowed to sell 900 hot dogs and when they're gone they got to get the fuck out of there that's cool yeah just when, a, we're doing a bunch of stuff like that how many people are you expecting to be there well we're capping it at a thousand okay. and I don't know. I mean, the thing that I'm the nervous about, the most nervous about is ticket sales because I'm told that our tickets so far are really good for more than two months out. Uh-huh. And but I, I, I like this is about the first podcast that I've done even talking about it. And so it's tough to say. I I'm quite confident that we're going to get 500. It's you know, oh, yeah, it's, that's great, though. Yeah, it's it's as long as you um, make your money back, right? That's all that counts. Yeah, we'll be able to do that. But then we have, I mean, we have some stuff that. That um, smile seems like this is what the smile just tells me just now. It says, "We'll make our money back, but then if we make any more, we'll just spend it. <laughs> we'll spend oh. into a hole. We're <laughs> gonna spend uh, into a hole." <laughs> oh, dude, you you have <laughs> you have tell. no I, idea. I can, no, I do. I can tell that. I know that face. Do you? Do you? <laughs> The face means uh, we're gonna go over budget. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your so you can't you can't tell anyone this. I'll text it. You you can't just to get your reaction. Okay. Here's the thing. We're not telling anyone uh, anything. This is what we're hoping to get. I'm confirming this today. Uh, well, I confirmed that. I'm it's waiting available. for your text to arrive. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> comes through and so it will be like kind of our oh yeah. wait oh hold on i Uh-oh. sent it to the wrong person well um i i <laughs> someone else now just Johnny remember Cumberson? that i did that and someone else no no someone okay. named jenny i was just texting with got someone it. else just got a really weird video um, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Don't say what it is. Oh. <laughs> I might have to come to this now. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I don't know if this even existed. It's. Uh, it would be. Uh, shut up. I'm, I can't look at this. It's too it, good. it would be one of the most expensive. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that's expensive is ridiculous. I know. It, it shouldn't it be funnier. that expensive. It makes it funnier than it Not is. Not a lot though. of overhead. No, no, no. Gosh. So, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. I mean, so basically, once I got there, I was like, well, there's all these spaces around the lake, so I don't want to just have one stage. There's yeah. a area there's there. So there's the camping field and then you walk through to a lake stage and that's artist row where there's along a road. There's going to be a bunch of artists set up from our community. And then there's a lake stage. That's going to be the bulk of the music. And then you walk around the lake and there's a wellness area. It has a big, nice outdoor sauna and we're going to have ice baths and yoga classes and oh. flow workshops and stuff. Flow. And then you walk around that. 
yeah, I got to start spinning poi again so I can like do the fire poi by the time wow. that rolls around. And then, uh, and then you keep walking and then on the opposite side of the lake from the main stage is where we're going to have a bunch of science talks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, um, keep walking past that. And then, and then we're putting a stand up area. Uh, we, this all like happened organically. What happened was I had friends like Mike Kaplan and Zach mm-hmm. Sherwin and some, and Dave Waite and some other people that were just going to come to the camp out. And I'm like, well, do since comedy. you guys are coming, we better do some comedy, like stand up as well. And then, and then, so then we started a podcast space and stuff too in the, in the field. And we have like a area of just like lawn games and shenanigans. So we got, we have like a good old boy, like coming out and like, you got it. You're, ro- in, you're in North Carolina, baby. You got to have that set up. Dude, we're going to be roasting pigs and stuff. Roast, to I'm going to roast for, under, oh, yeah. get out of here. I'm going to, we're going to do a Carolina yeah. sauce, do a vinegar based mustard sauce. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> exactly. Get out of here with that sweet Texas stuff. This is North Carolina, y'all. We're gonna put it underground. <laughs> so it's a bunch of it's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I'm looks rad, man. I'm. I'll I'll show you. Here's here's. I'll just show you one other thing that you can't also can't say what it okay. is. Um, but I'll just show you. Like my days are consumed with buying shit like this. You should have just got it. Uh, it's, I see it's no. coming down the pipe. It says it's it says it's you're a, typing. Did you send it yet? Yeah. You oh, sure it says there typing? we go. There Delivered. Classic. Ah, wow, beautiful. <laughs> that sounds like I gotta get one of these, man. I know. There's gonna be a lot of stuff like that where people send are gonna be like, "Send me a link like, to this, will get... you? Send yeah, me I a will. link to this little piece of crap. I will. <laughs> I get one of those things. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So it's like buying lots of like weird shit every day. Nice. I gotta buy like freezers and shit like that. Yeah. Too. There's Oof. a whole like there's a whole lot of boring stuff that oh. goes with putting together a festival. So I make sure every day to have like something weird. I'm trying I'm to renovate my on. garage, and this seems like. 10, this was like a hundred times more difficult we were doing than me renovating the garage to make it like a podcast studio type space, like a secondary living location. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, it's fun and exciting. Yeah. It's really cool. Everything else. I saw that. I looked at the website. I was like, man, this is really, this is pro. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day about this because I have a friend, you know, Joe DeRosa, he has a restaurant now in New York city. Yeah, and I was thinking like I haven't been there yet, but when I go, that's gonna be funks and be like, hey, this is my my friend's restaurant. I'm yeah. probably gonna act like an asshole in there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that scene in Goodfellas and all those mob movies where the guys are friends with the restaurant owner, and what an adult thing it is to know someone who owns a restaurant. That right. is like such an adult thing to have a friend who has a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like this is this is akin to that. Like and my friend puts on a festival. Yeah, it's a goddamn yeah. festival. It's such like a such like a real thing that, you know, as a kid you imagine something, I and then know. You get it? Like I was talking this other day about someone about how um, remember when you were the age where like a fucking mini fridge was the greatest thing that could happen to you? Like he's yeah. oh my god, he's got a mini fridge in his room. <laughs> Is there a better? Once you have the mini fridge in your room, it's it's done. What how can yeah. life get any better? And the next <laughs> step is so much higher above that. Than having a mini fridge, like the mini fridge right now. If I wanted, I could go out and buy twenty-five mini fridges right now. I could have a wall of mini fridges, and it would be like, well, that was easy. Yeah. It's meaningless. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, I have to remind myself of what a privileged position, because financially I still like struggle all the time and I'm not sure like about my future and stuff like that, but yeah. I do awesome things all of the time. And one of the things that I take for granted is just how many, how many people we get to meet. You know, it was uh -huh. one thing when we did comedy, you'd have a bunch of comedy friends and that was cool. You'd get to hang out with a bunch of comics and stuff and know people. But now with like podcasting and everything else, it's crazy. It's insane like, the reach you can have. I, it's, I feel the same way. I, a lot of times I forget that there's people who, uh, they're just, they're just cheering you on. Anything you, anything you come up with, they're happy yeah. if you do it. So you, actually, I, was, I kind of think about this today. I was running. I was running. I started a little bit too late. It was a little bit. Oh, man, I'm still feeling the heat. Like I did went a little too hard in the hills. Yeah. But I was thinking about just how, just the idea that if you're alive, right? If you're are, if you are alive, you haven't been killed yet by some random thing. You kind of owe it to whatever hasn't killed you to do the thing that you can do. Otherwise, you're just wasting space because you know that old saying, nature abhors a vacuum? Yeah, yeah, If you yeah, think yeah. about it, nature is God, essentially. Like, it's mm -hmm. kind of inextricably, not inextricably, uh, they're bound together. It's impossible to, to, to separate God from nature to some extent. Almost right. every philosophical viewpoint has the two combined to some extent. So if yeah. nature abhors a God, nature abhors, abhors a vacuum, that means God abhors a vacuum. And if God abhors a vacuum, that means that if, let's just say, there is some type of divine creator or something like that, or if, not even like a, a singularity, but like a, a force that is a force of creation that is giving you something to be able to do, and you don't do it, that's a vacuum. And mm. nature abhors that vacuum. So you might get sucked. You might get... Yeah, like I, I mean, there's a lot of ways to get sucked in this, in yeah. this universe. But is there's it, so many people who, you know, there's so many people who die without any warning, no explanation. There's so many people who persist to live with like, you should be fucking dead multiple yeah. times, but they're yeah. still alive. Yeah. And there's, there's obviously a lot of stuff we don't know about. But to me, sometimes it makes sense to think about the fact that you're alive as... You, is a reason you're alive and if you don't if you don't uh, take advantage of the fact that you're alive then you're gonna get unalived <laughs> yeah 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 i agree and I, it's also going going back to your idea of like when when you're little mm -hmm. and you think you see a store or whatever and like yeah. someone owns that store <laughs> that's all your stuff <laughs> it's like you don't know that they're in debt. Yeah, not you don't doing know that well shit. And, and the overhead's like, killing me. What's overhead? <laughs> You've got horses in there. <laughs> Who cares about I don't know what overhead is, but that looks like a real horse. Yeah, so I it's also I mean, cuz I cuz I would say rather than uh like I wouldn't want to make someone feel guilty for like wasting their life or something. I I would say that that also you can kind of be patient and just keep an eye out to keep seizing opportunities because you do just start what happens is you you always just pay for a thing and then you get older and then you're like well what if i just did that what if i just, like how do you just make just that happen it. what if i just emailed 
that person or exactly whatever, you know Dude, like, that stuff is there's so many things lately i've been thinking about that have paid off so immensely for me just reaching out to someone oh like, if you just reach out to someone it's such a such a strange thing where like wow i could have so easily not have done that and now yeah it, it's it's just insane how how much that I mean, also if it if nothing ha- nothing happens who cares <laughs> it doesn't fucking yeah. matter when I when I started my the origin of here we are was because people are like oh you interview scientists were you always a nerd or I think I was always a party animal I never went to college or anything and I just I I did always read science books like here and there but I was always a slow reader and everything else Mm -hmm. and I went through like a a time in my life when I was like really uncertain about like what I was doing with relationships and a couple things about biology caught my, t- I was watching a lot of animal planet stuff as I was in a new relationship and I started connecting pieces of like, wait, this is reminding me of things going on in my personal yeah. life, like David Attenborough documentaries and stuff. And I, you know, I get a book like, like, huh. And part of it at the time was just wanting to travel internationally more and do like one man show type, things mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't have a theme i'm like a late night comic what would my theme be oh maybe i could expand on this and then um and like maybe mating behavior that would be a funny thing to talk about or whatever and then some of the ideas just grabbed me so much that i was like i wonder if i just emailed this person if they would answer this question that i have and they would like every time you can just email a scientist to be like hey i was looking up your work i have this question about what you were saying and they're thrilled that you that you wrote that you care about like their their zebra research or whatever weird thing that they're into yeah that's always i've had a bunch of i have a lot of abolic God, that was a cool bunch of words. I've had a lot of biologists on the show because I find that that's for me the most interesting stuff is anything biology Biology's related. My favorite because yeah. it's like uh, it's so close to us, but it's also so different. And all we just those... had an octopus episode Ooh, on Mind Under yeah. Matter, and it's like the the it, it's an alien brain. It, it Dude, it's the it's the one it's the one food where I'm like this this tastes so good, but I, I feel like. I have to. I eat it once in a while. What do you once have? Once in grilled? a while. Have yeah. You have the grilled. The you Japanese have to have grilled. grilled. Oh my yeah. fucking god! It's so good. Um, you ever but, go to Moon Shadows in in Malibu? By the way, they have I a think great I have it, no. grilled I octopus. <laughs> that's that's the that's the one where it was the first time I've ever liked octopus. Actually, yeah. it was there. Uh, that's the one that Mel Gibson got in trouble. Got okay. the DUI after leaving did the whole it was that chew, good chew rant or whatever yeah. that's how good the octopus was maybe the octopus got in his brain maybe octopus are anti-semites or some shit uh, but yeah I, I think if you were if you were like trying to decide what to eat based on sentience because stuff some stuff doesn't you know like say vegans for whatever or whatever for yeah. like all the amazing like environmental things and so thoughtful and caring I, I eat meat myself but you know all of the wonderful intentions and and uh, but you know I've had vegan friends who are like, well, do you eat like oysters or mussels or anything? And oh, they're like, oh, that's not vegan. Like, well, what do you mean? It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have like a central nervous system. Yeah. And that that's how I like 
plants have more of a brain than a muscle does, which mushroom. is just like mushroom a filter. A, yeah, mushroom, mushroom has way more of a brain yeah. than a zebra. And so I think if if you were to eat things based on sentience, like you get pretty damn hungry. I, I, I yeah, you would get hungry. <laughs> Octopus would be up there yeah. with a thing that would be like, you yeah. better not. We don't know what's going on with that thing. That would be like pig would maybe be second like yeah dog i think or it's something after easy that. to stay away from horse dog pigs and beef those yeah. are all i mean two of those are very good two of them are <laughs> one two of my wonies <laughs> but yeah yeah I, it's always like because chickens you think about chickens those are kind of like robots when you watch chickens behave it's like this is like it's like yeah. watching a darpa thing with feathers want to hear as a biology fan want to hear one of my favorite biology quotes ever yes it's um it has to do with like you know our uh, kind of selfish gene th- it it has it has much to do with like we were talking about advertising and art recently and all of this stuff all this complexity that we're doing is advertising for social groups or to potential mates or to our family or to escape predator or mm-hmm. get prey or whatever and all of this complexity is still just to like pass a gene on. And the and the quote is, uh, the you know what came first, the chicken and the egg kind of creationist argument. Biologists say, the chicken is just the egg's way of laying another egg. Like, <laughs> yeah. All of that complexity. Yeah, the chicken is in service of the egg. Life. It was. It just started out as an egg. That's that was it, and then just through evolutionary arms races and processes of between male and female predator or prey, they just gained. Like one would get an advantage for a while, then mm-hmm. another one would, and then another one would, and it would just keep on getting more and more complex. But then it would just stay even. You still you still end up at the same place that you started, just way more complex now. And I love that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about that. Is that the chicken is in service of the egg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's the same as us in a way, right? We're just the the genome, the genome warriors. From my way of looking at it, yeah, that's. I mean, I think it's a fun way to at least, it, even even if it conf- conflicts with someone's views, I think it's a fun different way to uh, consider and think about life. Think about because the thing about it is, if you think about in which ways your genes are priming you in different directions to uh, to mate, to be aggressive, to whatever else, and you, and then you think, well, I don't give a fuck about my genes, and more to the fact, my genes don't even know that I'm here. Mm-hmm. They're just like little bits of code being copied. They have no idea. This Shane experience is even, they don't give a fuck about me. There's no real reason for me to care about them necessarily. Right. Uh, most people weren't even, and then I, I think it I think it allows a little bit of freedom in, in getting to hopefully pick and choose a little more of the traits that we like and don't like about ourselves and what aspects of the, of, of uh, the, the, human condition um we we want to put more emphasis on and what aspects of our biology might be priming 
us like against the things that our our conscious living individual experience wants because there's a big difference between what's good for the individual and what's good for your genes yeah absolutely <laughs> big time but that does, doesn't that to you when you think about it from a broader uh, sense doesn't it just sort of confirm simulation theory if you think about it because like the genes are programming and all, so much of that stuff to me it's, it's almost like a direct confirmation of I, simulation I mean from my from my view I tend to these are the kind of conversations Ramin and I have all the time because he he's way more like in, in mind under matter of, pod check of, it out of thinking um, yes but way, way, I, way more of I, my I, way of thinking or your your way of thinking. right okay which is I I I don't I'm not saying that to plug the show I'm saying that no to, no you should uh, actually you should plug the show I'm saying to plug the show because I, you should I, plug I, the show. <laughs> I, I'm I'm saying it only to say that like I I very much uh, I love having these conversations oh, yeah. with people that I don't have the view same view you know mm-hmm. I, I love Duncan and we have these sort of conversations too, and to me my my view my for right or wrong my conscious perception of the world is that this all of this is so much more random than we could ever imagine. And I don't know what happened before the Big Bang, Mm -hmm. and I don't know what the current ideas are, because it's been like nearly 20 years since I read physics, um, 15 anyway, but there was just kind of this selection process right from the beginning, which there was lots of elements that happened that, Mm -hmm. that, and some of them were stable, and some of them weren't. And it's not that they were better or worse or supposed to be. They just kind of like happen. And those ones that were unstable, we just don't see or didn't experience just because of the very nature that they weren't stable. They didn't stay together. And mm-hmm. some elements were stable enough. Just a few. There's probably way, way, way more that were unstable yeah. and a few. And then some of those elements started clumping together and then eventually started clumping together into forming stars and complexity forming, further complexity uh, yeah but it's a lot of the same patterns that happened that that the process started within moments of the big bang which mm-hmm. is the selection process and so much of it is random and i i think another thing that i try to remember my uh, remind myself of a lot is that in my view of of things it's hard to detach from as a human because I'll well, go I think on it's Twitter impossible, and be actually. like, this is the right way for things yeah. to be. But from an evolutionary sense, if you look at any other species and detach yourself a little bit, there's really, it's very difficult to say that there's a good th- way or a bad way. There's things that lead to more genes and that doesn't yeah. necessarily even mean there are some things just fall off a cliff randomly that were way better. We came from octopus... Our last common ancestor was from octopus was 600 million years ago, and it was like a little worm. And if something would have just ate that worm, then like some other worm would have left ancestors that right. like took off and had all of this. But this is just on Earth, though. This is and this is just on this Earth. This is just on Earth. This, but you you could you could predict that similar things are happening that evolution has taken place 
everywhere in the universe and maybe things have evolved enough where they gained so much complexity and sophistication and power and figured out how to harness the powers of the sun and everything else that they were able to manipulate things and everything and whatnot and then maybe they created the universe of their own and maybe we're in it who knows but certainly the the way that the universe works to me feels a little bit more uh random yet deterministic at the same uh at the yeah same it's time. always both isn't it it's always both things yeah that's how I, I land the same way it's always both and both are you can't tell but all this what you were saying made me think of two things one have you read that book series three body problem i have not but oh, it's popular i've heard a lot of people talk about it i, re- I gotta watch that it is. Uh, or, or read, read it. That, read yeah, that. it is. They're making a uh, show of it, but it, obviously, it's so complicated. I don't know how they can possibly do uh, do it justice. It's. Ugh, it's. This, the ideas presented in there. I think about them all the time. But that's what, there's an uh, there's a thing I just learned about on TikTok to to bring it home. Is there's this there's you know those those deep field um, uh, radio telescopes they have that are always on. They're listening in deep space for radio waves. Yeah. Something happened about maybe 15, 20 years ago where they got this incredibly strong signal that is what's called like the hydrogen bandwidth. And uh, they think this is the, they've never had it since. And they've been, they've been looking in that corner of the universe ever since they got this one little blip. They couldn't turn the thing fast enough to focus it, but they've got it recorded and they've, it's been checked and double checked, triple checked, thousands of times checked. It's it's a legitimate radio um, frequency reception, and they say it's on the the. Uh, this is all me like seeing this once and interpreting it, but they say it's on the hydrogen frequency. And that's what makes it so interesting is because hydrogen is the most abundant element in the gal- in the universe, right? I think it is. I'm not a big. I think it guy. might be, uh, and because of that, they think this is from intelligent life because it would be. A thing like you would send out a signal. The most simple signal you can send out is one that's saying like, "Hey, this is this is one. Here, here's our one to show you what one is. This is the universal one. Is hydrogen, and something how like exists over yeah, here. and and this yeah. kind of it's the first time I've ever seen something that was really kind of boring, but at the same time is incredibly exciting and irrefutable. But it's not sexy at all. But mm. it, it's something where you're like, my God. How come we don't more people don't know about this this little blip? It's essentially the movie Contact. It's that mm-hmm. without and three body problem goes into the same type of thing. But the idea of of communication from incredible far distances away, how it's definitely happened <laughs> and it's happening. And uh, I don't know, man. I it just it's fucking cool, right? <laughs> you know it, I mean? it it is. Yeah. I mean, I I I also. I also uh, this is a this is another um uh, one one of my um views on these sorts of things too though is that like everything is alien and like oh, everything's yes. weird and so like I can I can go and walk outside and I could go into this backyard where I have a fire every night. It's lovely. And every night? 
every every single night I, wow. I have a fire and i Shane just life i i li- i listen <laughs> i listen to music of various bands that were thinking okay. about booking for the festival and then i look up silly crap like i, w- I was showing you that's my night every nice. every night and uh but the point is is like walking from my uh, my back door to through this like boring lawn to walk to the fire uh, to understand to like fully understand everything within that walk to understand the uh, chemistry of the grass the mating behavior of the different insects around to understand the physics of fire and the Mm -hmm. light and all of that is is impossible you'll never get there but you can you can learn Mm -hmm. like a whole lot about any one of those things um that you want and so i'm always like why but why is it so much more compelling for us to imagine like what life is like in some other like there's so much life just around here like that you're stubbing your toe on like while you're thinking about what life is like so that that we that is like, I don't know. It's almost, I feel like we take it for granted or something. I think we do, but also something coming from incredibly far away. That's exciting because it's literally extraterrestrial. It's something where it could be, there's no limit to the amount of things you could decide it is because who, like you're saying before, who knows how it's developed on its weird if you think about the the idea of a a multiverse, which is super popular now, and now it's all popular in multiverse, if if the universe is infinite, that means that there's infinite ways that these elements that have combined together and proliferated into life have changed. And so that means if everything exists, then everything can exist, it does exist. So that's, it's, it's someone, it's me out there sending this little hydrogen beam to earth but it's me with like me in verse or who it's a, I think that's what's so interesting about it it's like this thing where it's us basically out it's it is the same but it's not have you seen alien worlds on netflix I have by it, the no. way oh. <laughs> man it's everything that you're okay. into i'll check it out <laughs> If you're in, so so the premise of Alien Worlds, guys, check this out. It's it's they have they have like astronomers and biologists and all mm-hmm. these like legit scientists talking about like, well, here's how this chameleon works here, and you can oh, see camouflages okay. taken off in a bunch of different ways and and convergently evolved, meaning independent of other branches on a right, tree, right? Like flights, like Australia shit or Madagascar. Exactly. Like sometimes a thing like it's just helpful to have wings. So mm-hmm. anytime something stumbles upon wings, it tends to take off. It didn't need to uh, like have to be on that same branch of the evolutionary tree and get that lucky. It's just a thing that makes sense. And so that's the premise of then speculating on what. It, so then they go through and they're like, well, here's the planets that we think there could be life. And so let's take this one, for example, it would all be in the ocean if it was, and Mm -hmm. it's like, there's ice around it. So there's no sun. So here's, here's what life could be like in there. And then they have amazing CGI, um, of, of, you know, kind of describing and making fun the possibilities of what, but it's all rather than it being like more ET, 
it's more creatures, you know. It's That's like cool. more like alien creatures. You would love it, dude. But what? I'll I'll watch the three but or I'll read rather the three body problem. You watch Alien World on Netflix. We'll okay. report back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be done about way before you will because it's three <laughs> books and it's some of the densest literature I've ever read. Three in my books. Entire... What did I just sign up? for? You got to read the first two. This the third one. I'll t- you take it or leave it. But the first two, the second, okay. the ending of the second book is something where I have a memory of it being in bed, having to reread the last ten pages a few times because it was so. Mm incredible like oh my fucking god i've never thought about that in my entire life the most the most true mind-blowing like oh dude moment yeah yeah that it's worth it's worth all the text before and it's also just thrilling it's fun it's like an adventure kind of it's crazy shit all right it's chinese so yeah i'm in shane thanks for being here man Thanks for having me. Yeah, and also thanks. enjoy. I'm glad you're in Raleigh. It's cool. I can. I hope to come see you there at some point. Um, yeah, anytime you're around, let me know. Well, maybe we'll go and uh, get a yurt in a lake, do some fishing yes. and stuff like that. There's awesome. There's like big fish in there and everything. The, the place is amazing. Um, and uh, and also, um, uh, I forgot to say that it's September. Uh, 9th through 11th camping until the 12th there's also a patreon day on the 8th but you can go to mindunderpod.com to learn all about the podcast yes i said there's inside jokes and things but you wouldn't need to know them to enjoy the you best can pick them up but you fast. also have two months to listen to a yes. few of the shows which i very much believe in uh so check it out ramin nazer is awesome and our show is great shame on Thank you very much. Bye.